Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Wingeter. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company. Today, we're going to explore the wild conspiracy theories surrounding the Arizona election during the midterms of 2022. So, Arizona, they voted on election day. The night before the election, they have, uh, they went and they specifically in Maricopa County, which is Arizona's largest county. Uh, This is where Phoenix, Arizona is, for example. They have 223 voting precincts, right? And they went and they checked all of the entire process the night before the election, right? They have a very similar uh, voting system that we have right here in Montgomery County now, where you go to the machine, you select who you're going to vote for, you hit print, it prints out your ballot, you take your ballot and stuff it into a tabulator, a thing that reads the ballot and tabulates the votes, right? All of this was working the night before the election. As soon as the polls opened, about 30 minutes in, uh, a large portion, uh, some reports say 25% uh, right away, the the printers weren't functioning properly. Um, in, in essence, what they found out later had happened was that the toner settings on the printers that were working the night before all of a sudden weren't properly set up. And so when you stuck your ballot into the tabulator, because the toner was off, it couldn't read the ballots. And so the process then at that point is you take your ballot that the tabulator can't read and you shove it into a deposit box called box three. Um, And those ballots are supposed to be segregated away from the tabulated ballots so that later they could go through and hand count those ballots. Um, And there were some issues on that. Um, day. So at least a fourth of them failed to work. And a report from the GOP team of lawyers said that 115 out of the 223 uh, precincts had material problems with tabulators not being able to tabulate the ballots. That comes out to 62% of Maricopa County's voting precincts. Uh, When you take into consideration all the things that went wrong, all the, the, the large proportion of the voting precincts that weren't able to actually follow the election code, we have a major problem here in Maricopa County. Once again, this is the second election in a row that we've had issues coming out of this county. Um, and I, th- this is just strife with um, problems all around. The, the first thing I want to talk about is the gubernatorial race between Democrat Katie Hobbs and uh, Republican Carrie Lake. So Katie Hobbs' current job on election day was Secretary of State for Arizona. And under Arizona law, Secretary of State is in charge of the election uh, in the state. So here you have a person that is running for governor and her 
One of her primary duties as Secretary of State is to run the election. Katie Hobbs is in charge of the governor's race, of which she is running for governor. Now, a responsible civic leader would say, you know what, I have a conflict of interest here, and I'm going to recuse myself of running this election, and I'm going to appoint you know, somebody in my agency or office to uh, take upon those duties and responsibilities. Did Katie Hobbs do that? No, she did not. So she wouldn't even recuse herself uh, of being able to really count the votes, if you will, for her own election. Now, I'm not filing any accusation against uh, Mrs. Hobbs that she did anything wrong, that there was any wrongdoing. I'm not suggesting that, you know, she tampered with the election results at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that right off the bat, when you have a Democratic office holder who's in charge of running an election, an election in which she's seeking office for the governor's mansion, that's a warning flag to me. That should not happen. She should have recused herself, and she did not. Uh, that speaks to her character uh, to me. That's not a formal accusation of any wrongdoing, but tells me that I can't trust her character. Katie is, Hobbs is currently, according to the, quote, official results right now, uh, winning that race at 50.3%, or I'm sorry, 1,287,891 votes to Carrie Lake's 49.7% of the vote at 1,270,774 votes, a difference of 17,116. So Carrie Lake is trailing Katie Hobbs uh, by 17,000 votes. Now, what's fascinating, and, you know, I love to wear tinfoil hats here on the show, right? I'm just a wild conspiracy theorist, just like Alex Jones, right? No, I'm a reasonable, educated, and skeptical person. And in my opinion, to ask simple questions does not mean that I'm throwing wild conspiracy theories uh, out onto my channel here. Um, what strikes me as odd is the simple coincidence of the vote difference between Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs and how many of those, quote, spoiled ballots that were inserted into box three are. So ballots were placed into box three and later those ballots were then co-mingled with ballots already cast, making it impossible to get an accurate result. And how many of those ballots uh, do we have? Well, it just happens to be, what a coincidence, about 17,000. So it strikes me as unbelievable that the amount that the Republican gubernatorial race 
is trailing the Democrat is the same amount as the amount of ballots that basically we can't track. Does that strike you as odd? Does that make you go, hmm, maybe, maybe there was something weird going on there? I mean, that is it possible that there was no wrongdoing, that there was no voter fraud, that there was, you know, it was just a simple technological mistake and that everything's on the up and up? Yeah, that's possible. Is it possible that that is a very strange coincidence in which maybe we should investigate that? Mm, yeah, that's possible too. But you wouldn't know that it, searching the internet, reading uh, articles by you know the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, um, watching news on ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, CNN, MSNBC. No, you see, if you are a skeptical person and think that that coincidence of 17,000 votes not being able to be read and the Republican candidate trailing the Democratic candidate being basically the same amount of votes, well, you're worse than Alex Jones. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're spouting off unfounded, unsubstantiated uh, claims of voter fraud. You're just a nut. I'm sick and tired of the mainstream media just dismissing things that a normal, reasonable, uh, skeptical person would say, well, now that is a little strange, all right? I'm not saying one way or another that there was voter fraud or that there wasn't voter fraud, and that's a very reasonable uh, conclusion to come to. I, basically, it's not really even a stance. It's just to say, hmm, that is weird. Maybe we should investigate that. To me, as a person, for example, that was formally trained as an interrogator, if you say, oh, well, that is strange. What a, that's a strange coincidence. The fact that there's 17,000 votes that were kind of all misplaced and jumbled about, and we don't really know what happened, and the Republican candidate is trailing the Democratic candidate by the same margin, that's strange. If a person were to respond to that sentence with, no, no, there's no, there was no voter fraud, and if you say that there was, you're crazy. That, to me, indicates that that person is being very defensive and actually knows something that I don't know. That's what my training tells me. That's what a reasonable person would think in that situation. And it makes me go, hmm, there might be something afoot here. So when we look at it, this is just unconscionable, all right? For a party to say that, quote, we're the Democratic Party, for a party to say we need to get rid of the Electoral College because it's not Democratic, for a party to say that they are for more people voting um, and then for this to happen and them not be up in arms about it, 
tells me that they're absolutely disingenuine about the entire process, that they're really talking with their forked tongue out of both sides of their mouth. Uh, because when you look at the way the voting patterns between Democrats and Republicans in the state of Arizona, uh, Arizona has mail-in ballots. Arizona has absentee ballots. Uh, Arizona has a form of ballot harvesting. Um, and they have, you know, instead of election day, they have election month with early voting. So Democrats, the overwhelming majority of Democrats vote through those systems that I just spoke about, you know, mail-in ballots, early voting, uh, they have ballot harvesting. Republicans, on the other hand, who don't genuinely trust those methods of voting, end up showing up in person on election day to vote at their voting precinct. So just ask yourself this simple question. When the printer set things go down uh, because the toner is all off and the tabulators can't read the ballot that you just printed in person. Um, what party does that hurt? Does that hurt the Republican party or does that hurt the Democrat party? It, it hurts the Republicans in a major way compared to the Democrats. Um, and so in basically this debacle may have cost the Republicans not only control of the uh, governor's mansion in Arizona, but also literally control of the United States Senate uh, with Blake Masters not winning his race uh, against Mark Kelly in Arizona. Um, and it's just undescribably frustrating. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the Republican Party about how to handle this. Do we as a party just say, okay, if you can't beat them, join them and start embracing ballot harvesting and start embracing mail-in ballots, start embracing uh, those voter methodologies? Or do we double down and try to get rid of uh, you know, things like ballot harvesting, uh, ballot curing, uh, and uh, early voting, things of that nature. Um, I personally am in favor of the latter. I think that we shouldn't have election month. I think we should have election day. I would be in favor of getting rid of early voting altogether, making uh, election day, a state holiday in which, you know, the majority of people in the state would have that day off from work. And I would be in favor of opening up the voting polls, uh, at, at the very pre various precincts, uh, for more than just, you know, 12 hours, I'd say, you know, do it for 20, 24 hours, maybe even. Um, and that would allow everyone to get out and vote. And it would make the process a lot easier and it would make it the process a lot cheaper instead of having to hire, you know, election judges for a whole, you know, month long process. You could do it in one day 
and have maybe two shifts of election judges, uh, it just fiscally makes more more sense. It makes cheating and voter fraud uh, a lot harder to pull off. And, you know, I, I'm not the only one who thinks this. Mail-in ballots are a disaster. Uh, this It's not just Scott Winger's opinion on this. Uh, President Carter and James Baker, the former Secretary of State under Ronald Reagan, uh, they did a study together and published it in 2005. And that's exactly what they said. And, you know, I'm Democrats all the time tell us, oh, we need to be more like Europe. We need to be more like, you know, the Europeans in the way that they do things. Well, okay. In Europe, they don't generally allow mail-in ballots because of the potential for fraud. It's so easy, if especially in some of these states where, you know, the government is just mailing out unsolicited ballots. That's insane. You know, I've moved since I've lived here in Texas. Um, and if you don't update your address, well, then, and the government's just sending mail ballots in your name, then the person that receives them is just able to fill them out for you. It's entirely possible. This is not crazy tinfoil hattery. This is a reasonable conclusion to come to. It's what James Baker and President Carter came to, the conclusion that they came to back in 2005 in this report. You can look it up. Uh, I'll link the report actually in the notes. Um, so to me, this whole debacle comes down to we just need to tighten up our election laws and we need to stop this because if we can't have free and fair elections, if we can't have public trust in our elections, then what sort of government do we have? This government is based upon the consent of the governed. And when you're not getting 62% of the voting precincts in a particular county in Arizona, if you're not getting the consent of the people that are voting in person, then I think that there's no way that you can actually certify that election. The election is, uh, to use a military term, foobard. And I think the real thing that they should do in Arizona and what I would push for if I were living in Arizona is I would say, we need to just redo this election and um, make sure that it's done right. And uh, that's my opinion. So thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next week where we're probably going to talk about the Georgia race and how the runoff election went. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.